Piercy in the backfield. He gets the carry here, running right back up the middle. A huge hole crosses the 25, now makes a man miss. He cuts outside to the 15, and he will go into the end zone. Nearly untouched from 36 yards, Kendall Piercy. Anderson will give this one to Edmonds between the hashes. Burst of speed through everyone. He could go all the way here, folks, and he will as he crosses the 20-yard line. He's just too fast. The Rams are all over ECU. 37-yard field goal attempt, far side hash from McKay Red, kicking towards Southern Boulevard right to left in this second quarter. Snap good, holds good, kick is good. Anderson looking left, pumps, now fires across the middle for Cantelli, he's there, touchdown. From 17 yards out, Anderson finds Cantelli for the second time today, and the Rams continue to build on their lead, 47-0. Play action. Medlock looking deep down the left sideline, wide open is Jordan Allen at midfield, a step on everybody past the 30, can he get all the way? Yes, he can. 82 yards for the score. Into it from his own 35, sends it deep. Saunders from the five yard line running between the hashes, and the ball is out, it's picked up, and it's gonna be run into the end zone for the score for the Rams. Unbelievable. Jesse Bramble, Johnny on the spot. And with that, we welcome you into Monday Night Quarterback 2016. The Rams coming off an 83-21 win over Elizabeth City State in the home opener. Drew Casey along with Matt Murphy. And, well, the new head coach at Fordham joins us. He's 1-1 one one in his career so far and many more success coming your way. Hopefully, Coach Coach Andrew Briner, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Coach, um, two games under the belt. You, you like the whole head coaching thing? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Now I've I've said it since the beginning, and I'll continue to say it. I am honored, uh, privileged to be the head coach here at Fordham University. Great administration, uh, great great coaches to work with, and most importantly, great young men to work with. Before we we get into the ECSU and eighty three points and setting all sorts of of different records here at Fordham, we didn't have a show after the Navy game, so you guys fall fifty two to sixteen to to an FBS team in Navy. The triple option very successful for them. After that game, what was the message to the team, and how did you guys want to bounce back? Yeah, I think you know the, the message was clear. Uh, the message was we did not execute at a level to compete in a football game like that. Um, there, there were several areas that, that we needed to improve. I thought the, the number one area was just a, a focus, a focus on execution, whether it be fundamentals and techniques or uh, focus on scheme. Um, but I thought if we focused at a higher level, we'd play at a higher level. And that was the challenge last week, and they certainly rose to that challenge. Coach, first of all, congratulations on the first career win. I was doing the sideline duties for WFEV, so I saw you celebrating with your family afterwards. So had to be a special moment for you. Obviously, the running back situation was awesome in that game. Three guys going for over 100, but you're a big quarterback guy. What did you see out of Kevin Anderson? He had a pretty productive day against ECSU. Obviously put up a ton of points on the board. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, it was neat to, to you know finish up and, and shake hands with the head coach and then turn and see uh, my wife and my, my young daughter there. That, that, was, uh, that was special to me. Um, as far as you know, Kevin, Kevin, I thought, you know, continues to get better each time he takes the field. You know, he, he played well against Navy, uh, but there were some areas that, that he needed to clean up. I thought he cleaned those up well, um, threw it for a, a good percentage, obviously got, got the ball in the end zone, which is something that we're always looking to do uh, through the air. Um, so, no, Kevin, Kevin's a very good quarterback that's getting better uh, each and every time he goes out there. 
Coach, you mentioned the moment after the game, and we were in the midst of our post-game show. You had just talked with Matt on the field, and you were getting set for, for another uh, media interview on the field, and you took your daughter onto the field, and then and she got loose on the field. What's going through your mind then? That was poor decision-making <laughs> on my part to think that I was going to have two-year-old Abigail stand there quietly while I did interview number two. Um, poor, poor decision-making on my part. But it was fun watching her run around per the field. Perfect way to cap the day? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and Matt was mentioning that the running back production um, – Chase Edmonds has a big run, but the, the bigger numbers, and, and maybe partially because of the way that the game was going and the scores, but you've got Kendall Piercy, who you've said to me numerous times, he's the second best back in the Patriot League. He's just behind Chase Edmonds, maybe a once-in-a-decade talent or once-in-a-program in a history talent to, the, to that degree. But you've also got D'Angelo Palladino, who is the Patriot League Rookie of the Week this week, got my vote yesterday, but... What does that say about the depth of, of the running back position for you guys? Uh, it says that we are very deep. Um, you know, we knew, obviously, the, the known uh, commodity in, in Chase, and we knew as a coaching staff what Ken Kendall's capable of. Um, you know, we were excited about D'Angelo throughout the recruiting process, uh, got him here and showed some flashes, um, you know, early on in camp. And then, really, he spent, he's, he spent a little bit of time down with the offensive scout team which we as a staff feel is a great way to break in a running back, just you know, give them a lot of carries, toughen them up a little bit. Um, but in, in a game like the ECSU game, you know, you wanted to get him some game reps. Uh, and, and obviously he knows the game plan. He sits in the running back meeting every day. You know, hats off to him for, for you know, listening and focusing during those meetings because he knew what to do when he went in the game. And then, you know, again, the, the talent uh, shows uh, that, that the young man is going to be a very good player for us going forward. Shifting from D'Angelo for a second, back to Chase. Obviously, he's the guy. He had a huge run on that first drive, led to a field goal. But how big was that opening up the passing game? Because Robbie comes up with a touchdown catch on the next drive, I believe. So how big was Chase's huge gainer on that first series? That was the uh, that was the the hope, um, you know, from from my standpoint as as the play caller. Um, I wanted to get Chase touches early. I, I felt that Chase. Uh, his his talent, um, you know, would would rise to the top very quickly against ECSU. I wanted to get him in with the ball in his hands, out in space. And the other thing that it did, so that first play to the the swing pass to Chase, we set that we used that to also set up the the second touchdown uh, to Robbie. Uh, we heard the the highlight as we were coming in. Um, that was a, a fake swing pass and then throw the ball vertically. So um, it, it served two twofold. Coach is mentioning highlights. We should mention some highlights, too. Before we, we do that, Coach, you got a lot of second-team guys into this game, and probably none big of a bigger play than, than Luke Medlock to, to Jordan Allen. Let's take a quick listen, and then we'll, we'll talk about getting some second-team guys in. Play action. Medlock looking deep down the left sideline. Wide open is Jordan Allen at midfield. A step on everybody past the 30. Can he get all the way? Yes, he can. 82 yards for the score. So second team guys, Jordan Allen is listed as or on the depth chart. You guys play six receivers and get everybody involved. Track star with speed. Uh, I mean, didn't play against Navy, but he's in there. And but how nice is it to see? We talked about Paladino. You get Medlock throwing a long ball, pretty much right on the money. Jordan Allen outrunning everybody. Is it 
gratifying to get all these guys' game reps? Oh, absolutely, and it'll pay dividends as the season goes on. Football seasons are, are long, and, and injuries happen, and you need guys who are ready to, to step into a big role knowing that the expectations aren't going to change. Um, so to get guys like Luke Reps and, and Jordan, who, who played last year as a true freshman, um, but you know early in the season kind of still getting going, um, but to get him a, a chance to use his his talent, uh, which is which is straight line speed, um, and get behind the defense and make the play to build that confidence, I, I can assure you that, that at some point in this season, uh, in a meaningful situation, we're going to ask Jordan Allen to do that exact same thing. Speaking of Jordan Allen, he was actually injured towards the end of the first half. He had that little bit of a knee injury. Were there any concerns about him playing in the second half? Because obviously he looked pretty good on that 82-yard yeah, touchdown catch. No, the, the, the injury sustained in the first half was very minor. Okay. Coach, uh, lastly here before we start to maybe move to, to, to what will come ahead and you'll join, rejoin us later in the show about that, but eight turnovers. You guys forced eight turnovers in one football game. Some of them you don't get in a normal football game. Some just miscues by Elizabeth City State where there was no contact, but, but still five, six turnovers that you guys create because of what you're doing out there, four interceptions, four fumbles, defensive touchdowns. How pleased were you were you with the defense, even though you did still allow 21? Yeah, no, very, very pleased with the defense. And in, in fairness to the, the defense, they only allowed 14. We threw a pick six. Um, you know, I thought the defense played well. We have, you know, for years now, prided ourselves uh, on the ability to take the football away. Uh, you look at statistically speaking, over the last three years, we've consistently been in the top 15 in the country at takeaways. So to, to see that uh, continue, um, you know, in week two this season is very promising and something, again, we've got to continue to do throughout the season. That's Coach Briner on a look back to start this edition of Monday Night Quarterback in 2016, looking back at Fordham's 1-1 one one start, including an 83-21 win against Elizabeth City State, where all sorts of program records were set. Now joined by Coach Tyler Bowen, the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach on X's and O's as we move into our second segment of 2016. Coach, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right, Coach, 83 points against ECSU. Can you ever imagine scoring that many points in one singular football game? I don't think you ever dreamed that up, but uh, I think if you look at it, it was a very much a team effort. If you look at scores on special teams, defense, as well as offense, it was very much a team scoring effort during the game. 707 yards, another another big number uh, of stats and all, but you know, like you said, it's very balanced, and it leads right into to the next question. Let's go to the running attack. Uh, real quick and, and just talk about the balance there because you've, you've got Paladino, the rookie, right, going for right. over 100, Piercy over 100, Edmonds over 100, all with a touchdown. How, how impressed were you with that group? Uh, very impressed, but but nothing different than what we see at practice every day. Uh, those three guys come in with a lunch pail mentality, punch the clock and go to work, and, and that's what it's expected of that position. When they get the ball, that's the culture that's been built here, uh, you know, kind of with Chase and guys going before him. Those guys expect to get the ball, and they expect to score. They expect to run for a lot of yards, and I think they showed that on Saturday. Coach, obviously the depth is there, but I wanted to talk about the way you split the carries. Chase has 34 carries through two games to Kendall's 20. Obviously both games have been very different so far, but are the splits predetermined or is it just based on spelling Chase and keeping him fresh? I think it kind of happens by flow of game. Uh, there's definitely something to that uh, 
Kendall has has earned his carries. You know, he's earned his carries. He's earned the right to get in early in the game, get a series here and there. And and, and if you look at the production, I mean, I think both of those guys are doing an excellent job. So I think it kind of happens by flow of game. There is some predetermination about wanting to get Kendall in and Kendall playing some situational things, third downs and things like that. But I think it comes from both of those guys have earned the right to play. And, and, and obviously that also helps us long term, I believe. Obviously with, with, a, with a positive running attack and, and you know, a, statistical output that you guys had last weekend that all is post partly because of the offensive line that's in front of you and and you get a chance to coach those guys even more (laughs) focused uh, during individual drills and when they break up by position what what is it about this year's offensive line bunch I I think the culture that's been built here uh, you know me coming in kind of late last year and getting to know the group I think Joel Rodriguez did a heck of a job before he went to Miami and now having the second year with that group uh, it's just amazing to see how a lot of those guys have grown. If you look at a guy like Anthony Coyle going into his third year and, and what his what he's been able to do through the offseason to build his body, um, kind of becoming a more all-around player in both the run game and the pass, pass game. You look at a guy going in his third year, soft, uh, junior Ben Hartman, you know, coming off of his first year starting as a sophomore. Now he's a year older. I think you're seeing him mature. And then now you see guys like Eric McCauley finally as a senior kind of coming into his own at that left guard position. You see a guy like like Zach Johnson, you know, getting put on scholarship, earning his way out of walk-on status and has worked his tail off. And then really you got two guys at right tackle that had excellent camps, one guy being Sam Marlin coming into his second year and then Garrett Donaldson also coming on as a junior. Uh, Lombard getting playing time, a lot of guys here and there. I think that group overall has really bought into what we're talking about with this speed, preparation, the way they prepared their bodies in the offseason. The effort that they give at practice uh, every day is leading to better execution on game day. Obviously, you know, myself, I want it to be better, and, and it will continue to get better because that group works hard. So I think it's just a culmination of their efforts and what they've been able to do from the end of last season, knowing what they needed to do from a physical standpoint, and then now going into this season, how they've mentally prepared themselves and, and what they give every day through passion and, and, and persistence. How's the chemistry looking with that group? Because a lot of people always say it's, takes longer for the chemistry between the right, offensive right. line to develop. You lost Garrick Mayweather. That's a, a huge hole to fill. But so far through two games, has the chemistry been pretty good between those guys? Chemistry's been great. And I, I don't know if you can ever replace a guy like Garrick Mayweather. Um, just what he brought from a leadership standpoint, you know, obviously being a team captain last year. And then now you, you even maximize that when he's in your room, you know, with a group like that. We always talk about you know, the offensive line position, you have the most guys percentage-wise on the field no matter what position's being played. You you have to have five. So we talk about no group controls the destiny of a team like our group, and I think chemistry is huge. You get guys, five guys playing together, learning to work together. Uh, You know, there's a different feel for how they pass off things and movement and things like that, and I think that's been huge. So I don't think you replace Garrick, but I think that group is so tight on and off the field, I think that definitely pays dividends on game day. Drew Casey and Matt Murphy here on X's and O's on Monday Night Quarterback with the offensive coordinator Tyler Bowen of the Fordham Rams after a, a big win against ECSU to move to 1-1. One one. Coach, we've talked about the offensive line and the running attack. Let's shift a little bit to, to the passing attack. It was pretty successful as well. Robbie Cantelli with two touchdowns. Austin Longy also with two touchdowns as well. Let's take a listen to Longy's score that made it 31 nothing. Second and two for Fordham. ECSU 21-yard line, three wide, high snap, play action. Cross the middle, Austin Longy at the five-yard line, and he's into the end zone. Too easy. 21 yards, and the Rams are up 30 
zero. And we're just 10 plus minutes into this game in the Bronx. So, Coach, obviously, you've got a mess load of talented wide receivers. Right. Corey Cattle in there as well. <laughs> Lumley, Allen, we're missing a couple. Faison. Kevin Anderson, maybe a rough game against Navy. Still probably looking to right, do, a, right. do a little bit better, even with the successful four touchdowns against ECSU. But what do you, what do you like and what you've seen from Kevin Anderson so far? Well, I, I think the first thing you talk about leaders, um, you're looking at a team leader right there. You know, obviously to be voted captain going into his junior year, uh, he's a guy that has an infectious personality. And with that, I think that's huge in the off season. him being that leader, kind of the coach when the coaches aren't allowed to be there. You know, by hours we're only allowed so much time with the guys. I think he can be that coach off the field that, that maybe we can't be by NCAA rule. I think that's paid dividends and, and segueing that into that receiver group. I think that's what you see, a culmination of those efforts. I think Kevin, you know, people say, you know, we'll say he had a rough game against Navy and things like that. I think he's his own worst critic. So whatever is said from the coaches or anything like that, he, he's already a step ahead of you. He holds himself to such a high standard. I, I don't think you'll see a game like that again. And as you see him bouncing back with a huge performance, that's what you can expect out of that guy, you know, what he brings every day. And we see it every day in practice, and we don't expect anything different on game day, and, and neither do his teammates. You know, he's a steady Eddie, a guy that they can look to. Drew mentioned a couple of the sophomore receivers. I wanted to talk about Corey Cattle and Austin Longy. Obviously, Austin had a couple of scores uh, this past Saturday. They're very similar players, They, at least in terms of size and position, who right. seem almost interchangeable in your offense. What type of advantage does that give you guys? I, I, I think what they're able to do, um, a large part, comes from their consistency of what they show every day. Uh, they are similar body type, and what they bring to the table is a similar work ethic and a similar skill set, and I think that fits very well within the offense. Uh, you know, I think that's what you see. There's a little bit of consistency at that position from quarterback to throw into those two guys, and it's because of what they do day in and day out to kind of build that relationship and, and that kind of you know where they're going to be, you know what they're going to do, you know how they're going to do things. Coach, last question here. Guys are in the midst of a bye this week. In your eyes, does, does the bye come at a good time or indifferent to when it happens? Uh, very indifferent. I mean, the, it's something we can't really control. The schedule's the schedule. I think we're gonna we're gonna do our best to use it to our advantage. You know, I heard Coach Briner talking earlier. We're, you know, schedule's kind of gonna stay the same, and I think it's a good time to look at what we've done and really focus on our own craft, and then also take a little look ahead to to who we have coming up the next game with UPenn. So I think it's they all they always come at a good time if you use them to your advantage. Coach, thanks very much for the time. Congrats on the first win of the year, and best of luck going forward. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Now time for Inside the Huddle on Monday Night. Quarterback Robbie Cantelli and Tyler Long join Drew Casey, myself, and Matt Murphy to my left here in the FUV studios to kick off Monday Night Quarterback's player portion of 2016. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. You guys score 83 points <laughs> against Elizabeth City State and, and win by 60-plus to, to move to 1-1 one one after a tough loss to Navy. Robbie, we'll start with you since you're on the offensive side of the ball. Ever imagine scoring 83 points uh, in a game? Uh, no, it's not something you ever really think about when you when you prepare uh, for a game on Saturday. We kind of just try to do our thing, do our fu uh, execute our fundamentals and techniques, execute our scheme as well as possible, and just see what happens. But 83 points is not something uh, you usually think about when you think about a football score. <laughs> Tyler, looking at the defensive side of the ball, you represent the defense here in our conversation eight turnovers you guys forced, two of which were fumble recoveries taken to the house. What was the transition like from game planning for Navy's triple option last week to preparing for 
the Elizabeth City State offense? Well, uh, obviously, uh, Navy's a little different. Uh, we, we don't really prepare as much uh, for the triple option as we do Elizabeth City's type of offense with a spread. Uh, it was kind of nice getting back into our actual defense for, for a little bit that we're yeah. really comfortable in doing. And one of those big things is uh, creating turnovers and making big plays. So I think, obviously, with eight turnovers, we accomplished that, which was a great feat for the defense. Robbie, three catches, but, but two touchdowns. Before we get into that, let, let's take a listen uh, to one of those TDs. Play action. Looking across the middle. Deep ball down the center of the field for Cantelli in the end zone. Touchdown, Fordham. 38-yard strike. And the Rams have their first TD at home of the season. So, Robbie, you, you get in there. That was the first of two. You score from 17 yards out uh, for the second touchdown. You and Kevin Anderson looked like you were just a bit off against mm -hmm. Navy. Some of the connections just slightly off. But but what did you guys work on to, to get to the point where you could be successful together for this past weekend? You know, a lot of our route concepts and our, and our scheme is about timing. Uh, Kev throws to a spot and expects me to be there. Uh, so versus Navy, we're a little off, but I mean, we practiced this week, extra work after practice, and uh, it worked out on the on those two touchdowns. You you mentioned the two scores, Austin Longy, another receiver mm -hmm. that had two scores in the game. You're now a veteran playing along a lot of these young guys in the yeah. receiving corps. Do you prefer to lead more by example, or are you talking these guys up a lot on the sideline? Um, they're pretty smart, uh, even though they're young. So I mean, I say some stuff, but I I tend to lead more by example. Um, when I see something I'll, like coverages or adjustments, I'll, I'll go over there and talk to them, see what they see, if they see the same things. Um, but they're pretty smart. They catch on pretty quick uh, since their second year now. They're not, they're not rookies anymore either, so uh, they're pretty smart dudes. Drew Casey, Matt Murphy here with Robbie Cantelli and Tyler Long on Inside the Huddle as we get towards the end of Monday Night Quarterback, the first edition of 2016. Tyler, we, we just heard Robbie's one of two touchdowns and the defense had eight turnovers. You had one of them. Let's take a listen. Gets the low snap. Looking across the middle of the field now. Throwing a deep ball towards the 50-yard line. Tipped and intercepted. Tyler Long, left to right. Across the 40, now across the 30. Far side in between the hashes. Avoids one tackler. And inside the 20-yard line. All the way down to the ECSU 17-yard line. So a tip ball. You guys were, were, were getting your hands on, on, a, on a lot of passes, a lot of fumbles. You get the interception. Uh, what was that feeling like? I, I thought you might take it back to the house as well, but tripped up at the very end. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you uh, pick it off as a defensive player, having the ball in your hands is uh, quite exciting. You want to make it to the end zone. Uh, but fell a little short, but that's okay. You know, uh, we, we made uh, great, great strides as a defense uh, through this game, and I feel like uh, it's the one of many where we're going to be making a lot of turnovers and creating uh, big momentum, changing plays, and setting up the offense for uh, more scores. 41 yards on that interception return you almost I, I was on the sidelines as the sideline reporter I thought you were going to take it all the way to the house you were picking up some steam was there a point where you were thinking maybe I can somehow score on this play oh yeah yeah that's that, that went through my mind when I decided to take it across the field instead of running up the sideline but uh you know like I said it was just a great opportunity loved uh being in the game and uh you know when you when you get an interception like that it's uh it's it really uh gets you going you know gets the juices flowing how, how have you guys adjusted to Coach Briner now being being the head coach? And I guess it's a good, better question for you, Robbie. You, you worked with him probably more closely last year as the as the OC, and, and now he's the head coach. Yeah. What has that change been like? Um, obviously, Coach Moorhead is a great guy and a great coach, but Coach Briner is, is as well. And I've worked with him for three years, going on four now, because, like you said, being the offensive coordinator. So um, he has a, a good relationship with a lot of the players. 
And uh, he has his own tweaks and philosophies, but a lot of it's remained the same with Coach Moorhead. Um, they came both came from UConn, so uh, they they kind of came to us uh, with the the same philosophies to, to begin with. And Coach Briner's continued those uh, throughout his first season. But uh, he's a great guy and a great coach, and I really like what he's doing. Talked about how you, your veteran presence on this team. What motivates you the most for your senior season? Um, obviously, wins first, uh, and wins with my with my brothers. These guys, I have a great. A great team besides me, um, a lot of great players, but even even better friends, and just getting wins with them, and doing as much as we can uh, in the Patriot League, and and just all of our games to go for that elusive title. Tyler, you've got a new coach as well that you're dealing with in the secondary. Perk, Coach Perkins, he came over a little bit late in the summer. What has that adjustment adjustment been like? Caleb Pan was telling me a couple of days ago that that he absolutely loves what you guys are doing back there and showed on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, obviously we were put at a little disadvantage with uh, Coach leaving late and uh, getting a new coach uh, that soon before the season, but uh, Perk's been amazing. You know, he comes in, he uh, sets the tone, shows us uh, how he wants us to uh, participate and how he wants us to uh, act and play. So, I mean, uh, he comes in and, and does everything he can, and, you know, we really bought into uh, what he's doing for us, and I couldn't ask for a better coach. Both of you guys can take a stab at this one. Tyler, you're only a sophomore, but Robbie, as a senior, experience with the bye week now. It was at the very end of the season last year. How do you guys feel about having it here in week three rather than later on in the year? Um, I like it better personally, and I think a lot of guys do as well because, you know, a last week bye, you kind of really beat up at that point in the season. So having it towards the beginning, um, it really helps you get your legs back. Some guys still have camp legs, if you will. Um, so getting these, these this week and these days to rest and recover for the bulk of our season really helps, I think. All right, guys, let's have some fun as we wrap this up. Yeah. And we talked about it off the air first, and this question's going to Robbie. All right, is it is it Bryce Harper the hairdo on, on Tyler Long, <laughs> or is it or is it something else? I mean, I, I like to think of him as Conor McGregor. He's got the beard, he's got the the hair, and his face <laughs> kind of looks like him too. I think. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you're playing Robbie in. What do you guys play? FIFA, Madden. What's the game? Uh, I can't play FIFA. I will play Madden. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I play Madden. Okay, you beaten him by how, by how many? I I don't know. You know, I feel like uh, me and Robbie have a good match going. You know, uh, playing a wow. little back and forth. All right. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's confident, but uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm confident, too. So. Drew, I would beat you in Madden. Just oh, that uh, well, no, you'd beat me in FIFA. Madden. Or NHL. I'm a big NHL guy. What are you doing in five minutes? <laughs> Playing Speechless. <you. laughs> he's losing. Guys, thanks so much uh, for joining us here, and best of luck throughout the season. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Back here on Monday Night Quarterback with Coach Briner as we wrap up the show, and we're going to go into what's coming up next. It's It's not necessarily this Saturday. It's the Saturday after, but a bye week, and then it's homecoming, Coach, uh, against Penn. How excited are you to be back at home? First off, absolutely. Uh, you know, now we're 22 and two since 2012 on Jack Coffee Field. So anytime uh, we're playing at home, I feel as though it, uh, it gives us an advantage and certainly some confidence. Bef- before the game, as I just mentioned, you guys are, are off the, for the coming days, the bye week. Does it come at a good time, or is it is it too early? Would you like it to be later? No, I mean we've had bye weeks at, at all times of the year. Last year it was the last week of the regular season. Typically it's been more towards the middle, even at the you know closer to the end. This one this one comes at a good time for us right now. A chance to uh, you know get healthy. Um, a chance to to really you know you go through preseason camp. You work so much on fundamentals and techniques. You get into the first two weeks of the season where you're so scheme oriented. I think it's it, it's a good chance for us this season. You know early in the season to have a week where you can kind of go back to those fundamentals and techniques that ultimately you know decide how well you execute so I think the timing of it 
it's great. Uh, we're going to work on some some basics and, and get a leg up on Penn. Close game against Penn last year. Game-winning field goal for your guys. They haven't played a game yet this year. They got Lehigh coming in, this, or I'm not sure who's home in that one, but they're playing Lehigh this Saturday. What type of challenge are you expecting at least out of Penn? Oh, I think we'll get a great challenge out of Penn. Penn has not lost a football game since they lost to us last year. Uh, they went on to win uh, the, the rest of their Ivy League schedule. They're a very good football team. They're a very well-coached football team. Um, I know that they will give us uh, you know, their, their very best, and it's going to be a tremendous football game. Remember last year talking to you, I believe it was Friday at the hotel in, in Philadelphia. Oh, it could be a good game. It should be a fun one for you guys to call. And then in the parking lot or just outside the stadium, you, you caught me after the game. And you said, how was that? Are, are you are you looking for maybe a little bit of a more comfortable experience? As you guys went up big, they came back, and, and then you still got the W, though. Yeah, the, the one thing you learn in this profession, Drew, is you don't care how many you win by, whether it's one, three, or 60-some. Um, you know, you're, you're happy with any win. I, Penn is a quality, quality opponent. They were picked to win the Ivy League by several media outlets. Um, you know, very, very certain that they're going to come in here, uh, give us a great effort, and, and the, the team that executes the best will win. I got word from our producer in the back. It's Lehigh at Penn this weekend. So they're going to have to come here, though, after a home game. So what what do you expect the atmosphere to be like at Jack Coffee for homecoming weekend? History tells me homecoming is a, a great atmosphere here at Fordham University. Um, you know, I think the, the, the stands will be packed. Keep our fingers crossed that it's a beautiful fall day. Um, but I think it'll be a great atmosphere. I think people are excited uh, about Fordham football and, and certainly the alums that, that come back, um, you know, fill up the – Fill up the seats and create a, a great, great home game atmosphere. After the, the win on, on Saturday against ECSU this past Saturday, Coach, a couple of people grabbed me as I was walking out of the stadium. Saying, oh, what's the deal with Chase Edmonds? What's wrong with Chase Edmonds? He was on, on the bike. Just looked like he was wrapped early, and his day was done in the third or fourth quarter, correct? That is absolutely correct. Chase and that's exactly what fine. I told them. Yep. Excellent. Um, so th- with all this time, a bye week now, first time as a head coach that you have this bye week, do you – does the routine stay the same for the bye week? Do you do you practice hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, do you, and then normally only have off, maybe, I guess maybe Saturday and Monday since there's no game, or, or does it change at all? No, we're gonna try to stay pretty close to a normal week schedule. I, you know, I'm a I'm a creature of habit. You know, you know, I, I think I mentioned last week when you and I talked that you know football season is Groundhog Week. You know what you're doing every Sunday through Saturday for 11 or 12 weeks straight. So we're, we're going to stay pretty much on schedule. We'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and, and, you know, as I said, you know, focus on fundamentals and a little bit on scheme on Penn, and then the players will have off Friday, Saturday, and we'll get back at it on Sunday. Coach, thanks as always. Appreciate you joining us here on Monday Night Quarterback, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Coach. All right, Matt, time for us to give our thoughts now on Fordham's 83-point performance. I don't know about you, but I don't think – I'll be a part of a broadcast or at a game, watch a game where there'll be 83 points scored again. Oh, it was something special. I was sweating like crazy down on the sideline, 87, 90 degrees, 83 points on the scoreboard. So the offense really lit it up. But I think the bye week comes at a good time. We asked a bunch of our guests today about that bye week here in week three. Two very different games, Navy and and then Elizabeth City State. So I think homecoming against Penn in two weeks will be a great atmosphere, like Coach Briner said. And I'm looking forward to it. I think the team will put forward a good performance. School record, 83 points, nearly a school record with 707 yards. Just missed it by a couple, 393 yards on the ground. That impressed me the most, especially the balance amongst three running backs going for over 100 yards. And I think I agree with you, Matt, in terms of the bye week. You look at it where you play Navy, arguably your toughest game of the season, and then the way this ECSU game went, 
Fordham played well, but ECSU will not be comparable to, to some of the competition that we'll see going down the stretch. So I, I hate to say you, you play your least talented team second, but now you kind of start over. You see where you're at after two games, playing the best and, and playing maybe one of the teams that won't finish as high on your schedule. You regroup and get ready for the Patriot League, and here on out, every game will likely be competitive. There, You won't blow anybody out, and you probably won't get blown out. It's definitely going to be a grind for Fordham, but the other thing, if you look at it from the opposing view about the bye week, is that oftentimes it's crucial for the health of the team, but for everything we've heard, health isn't too big of a concern besides some of the guys on the defensive side of the ball that are out uh, further into the season, but short-term injuries don't seem to be too bad following that big win, so it's not going to be too helpful from an injury standpoint, but just from a confidence standpoint, I think you can just, those two games are past you, one big loss, one big win, and here we go. So you mentioned you were on the sideline, Matt, and, and there's other people on the sideline too, of course, the team and officials and all, and the cheerleaders. Now, I, I wasn't paying close attention t- to where you were after each score. I was moving around a little bit. Were you doing push-ups with them? I was not because I was wearing long sleeves <laughs> thanks to Corey Miller. He wanted to wear long sleeves and a jacket so he'd get his bow tie in for the tailgate show. I went straight from the tailgate show to the sidelines, so it was a little hotter for me wearing long sleeves than it was for the cheerleaders in their cheerleading uniforms, although they did have to do a lot of push-ups, and I, over, I respect them for that. Over over 200 push-ups uh, in one day, and in the first quarter, they must have been praying for a, for a defensive <laughs> stop on the ECSU side of things as the Rams went up 38-zip. At least the rain eventually came and cooled them off for a little but, bit. But then after the rain, it was almost hotter once it, once it all settled, but... Uh, all in all, I'd say the offense uh, was pretty successful. And McKay Red, another. We were talking about school records and Patriot League records. Eleven extra points is uh, the new school record and the new Patriot League record. So his foot's looking good early in the season. Something that Joe Marie, who was on the broadcast up top with me, that he was mentioning was was Spencer Farragut, the kickoff specialist for the Rams, just continually having to kick the football off. And it was and a long day for everybody. Fourteen kickoffs, eight hundred and fifty-four yards totaled. So he uh, he had those soccer-style cleats. Uh, a little bit uh, more broken in than they were when the day started. Um, but, but Matt, it, it certainly an uh, impressive win. You score 83 points. That's impressive. One and one, and, and Penn coming up with the crazy game last year, a field goal win at the buzzer, game in the 40s. I, I think I'm expecting something similar. Another shootout and good game from our running backs, but last year their running back from Penn had a really good game, 161 yards and three touchdowns. Chase Edmonds had four touchdowns for the Rams in that one, so it could be a ground-and-pound style. They're another really good offense. It's going to come down to the defensive side of the ball, I think, for both teams. By week this week, that one comes your way for homecoming on September 24th, and that will do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks to head coach Andrew Briner, offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Tyler Bowen senior wide receiver Robbie Cantelli, and sophomore defensive back Tyler Long. The Rams are in the midst of a bye week, so another edition of Monday Night Quarterback will come your way on Monday, September 26th. A look back at the Penn game. We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches and inside the huddle with some of the players. And, of course, course Coach Briner joins us. Don't forget to tune into WFUV's coverage of Fordham football as the Rams take on Penn next Saturday, September 24th. It's homecoming. Kickoff set for 1 p.m. with a one-on-one pregame report live at 12.50 on 90.7 FM, WFUV.org, and WFUVsports.org. Also, catch our tailgate show at 11.45 from Lot A at Fordham and online on WFUVsports.org. Until then, for Matt Murphy, producer Jonah Haskell, and engineer Rafael Alia, this is Drew Casey. Have a good week, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a production 
of WFUV Sports. We'll see you next time.